0: You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we have Libby Hergenen joining us in the studio again. Welcome back to the studio Libby.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Good to have you here today. And uh, last time you did a program, it was a little while ago, I think it was called um, Does Health Matter?
1: Yeah, yes, I did. Um, and we spoke about um, why as Christians we should look after our health. And we looked at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, which talks about how God has shown mercies to us and how we can respond to that as an act of worship and look after our bodies. And, and I, I
0: remember we covered some uh, lots of studies about different population groups as well.
1: Yes, we looked at the longest living people on earth and we talked about uh, the sort of foods that they ate, how they eat a plant-based diet. And, um, yeah, we talked about how they have less disease and Seventh-day Adventists experience less chronic disease. So, yeah, we looked at things like that.
0: Mm, awesome. Now, um, today's program is called Connecting the Dots, that's our Friday series, it's really about uh, how our spirituality, our beliefs um, work in practice, I guess, in in real life, and uh, health is obviously one of those areas, and we're going to be talking more on that sort of connection between our beliefs and health today. Just remember, if you want to go back and listen to the previous episode, I I can't remember the date. I could look it up, but I can't remember the date that that was aired, but it's certainly on the Faith FM website. If you go to Listen and Programs, you can find the Tassie Encounters, uh, Connecting the Dots program, and you can also download the Faith FM app, and on there you can also browse to the programs and find the previous episodes. So. Now, Libby, last time you did uh, introduce yourself, you told us a bit about your life, and uh, just before we get into our main uh, content for today, just remind us uh, what what got you interested in health.
2: Yeah,
1: I have a huge interest in health. I guess it's my passion area, um, and at, when I was a teenager, I uh, went on a plant based diet. And I cut out most junk food and I really experienced the health benefits of that. And that made me really interested in what is it about um, healthy eating that makes me feel so good and eating plants. And I started to research it. And then uh, last year I studied nutrition at university as well um, just because I was so interested. And, um, yeah, I just love to keep learning about it.
0: Mm. So uh, what's the studies that you've done? You, You said you've been to university?
1: Yes, I've done a graduate certificate in human nutrition.
0: Right, awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: fascinating. Um, and uh, our program today is called, from memory, I'm just uh, looking it up. here, Is there a connection between religion and health? Yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, get underway and. Uh, give us a bit of an introduction as to what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Yep. So today we're going to look at the links between religion and health and find out what the scientific research has shown in relation to aspects of health, such as life expectancy, mental health and physical health, and how being religious or spiritual really um, impacts on that and how it affects it.
0: I'm just wondering, um, you know, often religion and the word religious gets a negative, uh, negative press, I guess. So, um, what's uh, the meaning that we're going to be uh, referring to in terms of the word religious here or spiritual?
1: Yeah. So, religion and spiritual, or, or religion yeah, and spirituality, have slightly different meanings, mm. um, but we're kind of going to use them interchangeably today. Religion tends to refer more to the practices, um, you know, attending church and praying, meditating that sort of thing, and spirituality more of the the feelings and you know, your faith, but they're very interconnected and overlap quite a lot. So today I'll use them interchangeably and basically religious and spiritual people in the research. And when I talk today, I'm referring to people who believe in a personal God and have a personal faith and, and practice their religion and their
0: beliefs. Mm. So it's not, it's not just a matter of um, a strict adherence to a particular uh, protocol or, or religious practice, but it's actually a, a real experience and a, uh, a relationship with God.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. that's right.
0: Cool. Okay, so uh, give us a bit of uh, background on this. Um, I think you've got a heading here religion or the history of religion and healthcare.
1: Yeah, so I just <laughs> want to, I guess, give some context to our discussion today. And throughout world history, religion and healthcare have traditionally been very related in all population groups. For example, the first hospitals in the Western world were built by religious organisations. During the Middle Ages and the French Revolution, physicians were often clergy, which is actually a little bit scary. Don't think I'd like that today. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Care for those with mental health problems in the West has had its uh, roots with monasteries and religious communities, and it's only been in recent times that health and religion have been separated.
0: So why do you think uh, religion and health, I mean, obviously it started uh, there, which I think is a fascinating thing, that it it started uh, with religious organisations or religious communities. Mm -hmm. Um, But why do you think that's uh, become very separate
3: now?
1: Yeah, so it was largely influenced by the psychiatrist Sigmund Freud, who most people would have heard of. And Freud basically thought that religion was an illusion and a collective neurosis of the people. And his writings led to a rift between religion and healthcare, particularly mental healthcare, and it's continued to this day. And there was actually a recent survey in the US that found that the majority of psychiatrists said they never or rarely inquire about religious or spiritual issues in patients who have depression and anxiety.
0: That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, you would think that um, that would be a, a matter that is well worth Asking about it,
1: <laughs> yeah, and especially as we look into the research today, you'll see that it definitely is very significant and makes a big difference.
0: Um, and before we go on to some of that research, um, we still do see a lot of religious-based um, uh, medical practices and, and hospitals and things. I know uh, I was up in the um, uh, the US a few weeks ago, and uh, we we're travelling up to Yosemite up. Uh, in the national park, and we came through this little village. And I can't remember the name of this little village, but it was just a, a little alpine-like village, quite high up. And uh, as we drove through that village, I saw a sign to the Adventist uh, Health Center or Medical Center, and I thought, "Wow, all the way up here, um, there's even these religious-based uh, organizations, and of course um, affiliated with our church, and sitting in this little alpine village." So. But we have Adventist hospitals all around the world. There's, uh, you know, a lot of Catholic-based hospitals and and others as well. So
1: mm. yeah, they're still existing today.
0: So they still exist, but of course, I guess the predominant uh, stream in healthcare or the conventional healthcare has become um, uh, non-religious-based organisations.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think there's a negative attitude towards um, religion, especially in the mental health field.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, tell us a bit about what the research shows.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess before we get into that as well, it's worth noting that in Australia, religion is declining. So, the recent census, which the results just came out a couple of months ago, uh, show that 38.9% of Australians claim they have no religion. And in Tasmania, that's higher. It's 49.6%. That's
0: sad for Tasmania, isn't it? (laughs) It is,
1: yeah. And so... Christianity is declining at a rapid rate as well. Every time the census results come down, um, come out, the uh, rate of Christianity decreases quite mm. significantly. Um, but in spite of, you know, the negative view of religion from the healthcare system and the declining rates of religion, the research looking at religion and health is really growing. Like it's really expanded over the last 20 to 30 years. Mm. And there's yeah heaps of research out there showing that Religion and spirituality do have a big impact on our health.
0: I uh, myself have been through cancer, as uh, I've shared on programs before, on Connecting the Dots. And one of the books that I read was called Mind Over Matter. And I can't remember the name of the author, but uh, she was a, a doctor. And um, it was fascinating in, in you know, her the, really the book is about how our mind is so powerful when it comes to our health. And uh, we, we tend to rely on pills and, and potions, if you want to think about it that way, to, to fix us. But we often don't think about how important our mind is when it comes to our physical health. And uh, she referred to many studies that uh, connected this, um, this, uh, the outcomes of health issues and whether or not people had a faith. Mm-hmm. And time and time again it showed that, and you're going to reveal some more of this research, that time and time again it showed that uh, those who have a faith, have a belief, uh, heal quicker and recover uh, better. Yeah, it's,
1: mm. it's fascinating.
0: Mm. Well, we're going to go to a break, and after that we're going to come back and have a look at some more of the research of what it shows in different areas of health. We're going to cover things like mental health and depression and other things, so... But right now, we are going to go to the break. Before we do, we're just going to ask you a question. Do you see a connection between physical health and your spirituality? And if so, how does it work for you? Now, this is a pre-recorded program, so we won't be able to respond on air today, live, but... Uh, we will still look at uh, your message, and we may share it in a future program. And uh, of course, we may respond in person as well via text. So, text us in your answer: zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's do you see a connection between physical health and your spirituality? If so, uh, how does it work for you? We'd love to hear from you today. This is Ten Thousand Reasons by Will Morrison.
3: His holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul I Worship Your holy name The sun comes up It's a new day dawning It's time to sing you are song again. Ten thousand years and then four
0: Listening to Tasian Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Libby Hergenen on the topic of religion and health, and we're delving into whether there's a connection between the two. Before the break, we asked you a question: Do you see a connection between physical health and your spirituality? If so, how does it work for you? Text us in your answer: zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love to hear from you today. Now, Libby, we were just starting on the research, what the research shows regarding this connection between religion and health. Would you like to uh, continue that journey a little bit?
1: Yeah, so um, before the break, I mentioned that the research in this field of you know, the connection between religion and health is re- rapidly growing. And that's because of the significant findings showing that religion and spirituality is a strong predictor of better physical and mental health. So, researchers are, you know, I guess, fascinated by it as well. They want to know well, how does it affect that, health? That would and, be the
0: question that I would yeah. be asking. <laughs> if we know that there's a connection, mm-hmm. how and why? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. they want to know how does it affect health and why does it affect health? You know, what are the, the pathways that, um, that that's happening through? Mm. Um, yeah, so first of all, we'll have a look at how religion and spirituality is impacting mental health because 80% of the research on Religion and spirituality and health involves studies on depression, anxiety, and suicide. And this is really relevant in today's society because mental health is the number one long term health condition in Australia. That was Mm. shown in the recent census.
0: It's a sad thing, isn't it?
1: It is, it is very sad. Yep. Um, So as we spoke about earlier, traditionally critics of religion have claimed that religion and spirituality would negatively affect self-esteem because it emphasises humility rather than pride in the self. And mental health professionals have argued that religion and spirituality could exacerbate guilt in some people for not living up to the high standards which are prescribed By religious traditions Mm. and how they focus on sin. And they say, well, that would result in low self-esteem. But that's not what the research has shown, which is really interesting. It's actually shown the exact opposite. And we'll have a bit of a look at depression first. So depression has a wide prevalence in the population, and it's the fourth most common problem managed in general practice in Australia. Um, It causes a high degree of dysfunction, impacting physical health Relationships, cognitive function, disability and disease. So it's really a major problem that's having a big impact.
0: I'm aware, for example, that uh, depression can negatively impact on immunity as well. I know uh, we had Sue Rad uh, down here a little while ago talking about immunity. Okay. And, um, but I'm not sure. I think she might have touched on the idea of depression. But uh, in my own study, I've, I've uh, discovered that um, uh, if we live in a state of constant depression, that that Depresses our immune system as well, so then we mm-hmm. can't fight off disease and bugs as well.
1: Yeah, it definitely has a negative impact on our physical health as mm-hmm. well.
0: So it's an important uh, thing to understand. So uh, keep going with this uh, depression, what what have they found in this area?
1: Yeah. So uh, the majority of studies involving depression show that there's a significant inverse relationship between religious, religion, spirituality, and depression. And this basically means that as religion and spiritual spirituality go up, depression rates go down. So the more religious and spiritual you are, the, you know, the less um, depression you're likely to experience.
0: And that's the opposite of uh, what critics predict or would say or suggest.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. that's that's what mm. they would have thought would happen. Mm. But, yeah, the research is showing that that's not the case. It's mm. actually, you know, beneficial for someone to be spiritual and religious.
0: Now, just on the uh, point of that research, um, we're not going to be uh, delving into all of the articles and things that you've obviously studied to put this notes together. But if anyone's interested, uh, feel free to text us in um, specific questions and uh, Libby can certainly... Uh, dig out the articles and the studies that she's used to reference this um, material today. Text us in uh, if you've got a question about this on 488 880 Libby will be more than happy to uh, find the research if there's a particular question that you've got and we can show you the evidence for that.
1: Yes, in my notes I've got all the references listed, so, yeah, happy to Which share We don't those. want to
0: just sit here talking about all of the references. There.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be a bit boring to mention all the, you know, the names and the dates and yes, journal articles yeah. and things.
0: But everything here is based on good uh, research uh, articles that uh, Libby studied. So
1: Yeah, yeah definitely all um, scientific research um, in peer-reviewed journals, so, um, yeah, good references they're using.
0: So... Um, When it comes to understanding this uh, connection between religion and depression in this case and religious and spiritual practices and depression... um, have they done sort of certain studies, interventions to to find out how and why this works?
1: Yeah, so there's um, lots of clinical intervention trials that have looked at the effectiveness of religion, religion and spirituality at improving depression in those who are religious and spiritual. And um, a review article that I looked at, and a review article is where um, an author, a researcher, looks at all the articles and um intervention trials that have been done on religion and spirituality and depression and they kind of summarize it and they this review article found that 63% of studies found that religion and spiritual interventions produced better outcomes than standard treatment for depression
0: that's that's pretty Amazing, isn't it?
1: Mm, yeah. Be-
0: better outcomes than, than actual clinical treatments.
1: Yes, yep. Only two out of the 30 trials that they looked at found standard treatment to be better than religious intervention. Mm, wow. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, so standard treatment in most trials included you know standard secular therapy. Some included medication. Um, and the religious interventions that were used were uh, they were pretty varied. There were lots of different things, but it can kind of be summarised into kind of four main areas. Um, One thing that some of the studies did was to discuss religious teachings or scriptures to counter irrational thoughts or support cognitive and behavioural change. Uh, Others looked at, uh, included chaplaincy and pastoral services. Other studies used positive religious or spiritual coping techniques, for example, applying scriptural or spiritual solutions to fear, anger, guilt, shame, and despair, Um, and also some of them incorporated religious practices such as prayer and meditation. Mm. So overall, these interventions were very successful and, yeah, better than the standard treatment for um, treating depression.
0: Um, uh, I'm interested, you know, I really enjoy Bible study and I particularly enjoy group Bible study. I'm I'm actually really privileged uh, to do this radio program where often um, I'm studying a chapter or passage of of scripture with a pastor. Um, I enjoy that and I get a lot out of it. But it's interesting here that um, looking at particular religious teachings or scriptures can actually help. The way we think and yeah. help help us with uh, perhaps negative uh, thoughts and depression and mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it 's fascinating because for me personally, I gain a lot of um, assistance in my um, in my life journey, I guess from reading scriptural passages yeah it gives us I'm good insane. advice it, it okay. helps us think about things in in different ways I mean, I remember that verse that says that Whatever is good, whatever is uh, noble and it lists a whole bunch of characteristics, think on these things you know these are the things that uh, scriptures help us to think about rather than thinking on negative things and so yeah, it makes a huge difference to uh, to do that
1: yeah um, i found I found the same experience as well
0: yeah, I just yeah wanted to uh, connect with that particular finding because it certainly uh, relates to my experience so um so obviously uh, some of the um uh, what would you say, the, the negative uh, aspects of depression can lead to other um, other events and other substance abuse and things like that. Um, what does the research show in that area?
1: Yeah, so um, studies have looked at suicide rates and 80% of studies report that people who are, um, or, sorry, 80% of studies report less suicide and fewer suicide attempts and more negative attitudes towards suicide among religious and spiritual people. Mm. So, yeah, far less suicide. And also in terms of alcohol and drug use, um, a review article showed that 87% um, of studies found that religious involvement predicted a lower risk of um, drug and alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm and also ninety five percent of studies found that religious participation was associated with a reduced tendency to initiate alcohol use or have problems with alcohol, so religion and spirituality is really beneficial in this area as well
0: because mm. I know certainly our church, not all churches uh, you know teach um, the uh, concept of you know staying away from alcohol, but uh, we certainly do that but um, in the context of I guess this really comes about um, not needing the alcohol it's it's about not using it to cover up you know pain or emotional issues. There are other ways that we can deal with those mm-hmm. things in a spiritual manner that uh, prevents us from or may help us to avoid seeking um, destructive things that are no good for us. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, come up there. There was one more point, I think, uh, that you had about um, self-esteem. Just before we go to the break, do you want to cover that one?
1: Yep. Okay, sure. Um, Yeah, so as I said earlier, um, traditionally, you know, critics of religion have said, you know, self-esteem should be lower in people who are religious because of the focus on sin. But um, the research on self-esteem has not showed that. Mm. Um, It's shown that people who are religious tend to have better self-esteem. So in a review article of 69 studies that examined the link, they found that um, 61% found greater self-esteem among the religious and spiritual, and only 3% of studies reported lower self-esteem. So it's making a big difference.
0: Mm, That's awesome. Well, it's time for a break. Um, remember our question. Do you see a connection between physical health and even mental health and your spirituality? If so, how does it work for you? How does it help you? Text us in your answer on 0488 880 891. This uh, next song is It Is Well by Chris Rice.
4: And sorrows like sea should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul my sin glory has thought my sin not in part but the whole. Soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well
3: with my soul.
4: And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be i
0: program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And today we're speaking with Libby Hergenen on our series, Connecting the Dots. And we've been talking about the connection between religion and health. Is there a connection? And so far, we've been finding out many research uh, results that has definitely shown a, a correlation and a connection and the results are pretty positive when it comes to there being a a positive um, cont- well, What's the word? A positive contribution to our health, our mental health. We've been looking at mostly up till now. Um, we will have a book offer coming up later, so do stay tuned for that. We'll give you a bit more information about that. But uh, right now, we'll get back into our content. And uh, I think we were at a point of looking at, say, quality of life. How is that impacted by spirituality and uh, religious practice?
1: Yeah, well, society today is increasingly concerned with the aspects of life that influence the quality of life in different populations. And there was a recent um, review article published just last year investigating how spirituality and religion is associated with quality of life among healthy adults because a lot of the research that's been done is on people who have depression or poor health, but this was done on how does it affect people who are healthy. Yeah. And the review included the results of 10 different studies, and nine out of the 10 studies found that there was a positive association between spirituality and religion and the quality of life. So this means that as you're religion and spirituality increases, your quality of life increases mm. as well. That. And, yeah, there was only one study that found no association between the two things. Mm.
0: The uh, The evidence seems pretty overwhelming, though no? Nine for it and one showing nothing. <laughs> so. yeah.
1: yeah, definitely. So um, this review article that was published, it um, had a look at uh, the results and found that the positive association between religious people or the found the religious people to be more optimistic, to have more inner strength and greater peace, to have greater hope and greater happiness than
0: non-religious people. It's interesting, isn't it, that uh, these are the sorts of the, um, I guess, the nice words that uh, Christians often uh, say and you see them on social media, you see nice little pictures with them but isn't it interesting to see this actually coming out in real research that's being yeah. done?
1: Yeah, it's mm. it's so, great.
0: So it's not they're not just words; mm-hmm. they actually are real. It actually, you know, our, our faith in God can actually um, deliver a, a sense of strength, a sense of peace, a sense of hope, and uh, even a, a better sense of happiness than other people without that.
1: Yeah, and mm. and um, creating a better quality of life, basically. Mm. Yeah, we find that in the pages of the Bible.
0: Mm. Um, we touched on self-esteem earlier. Is there anything more that you wanted to talk about that, or have we covered that fully?
1: Yeah, we've looked at that. You know, the the research shows that people who are religious and spiritual have greater self-esteem. Mm. Uh, Great, yeah, better quality of life.
0: Now what about overall mortality? You know, this is obviously. I mean, we, we're all you know going to die at some point so uh, mortality is a given but uh, what does the research show in terms of mortality
1: yeah well I guess most of us would like to live as long as possible so anything that we can do to increase our chances of survival and uh, you know reducing our risk of death is it's a good thing so um, yeah multiple studies have looked at this link between religious religion spirituality and um, our mortality rate and Research consistently shows an inverse relationship between religious attendance and mortality so this means that as your religious in- attendance increases your mortality rate decreases so mm-hmm. attending church being religious being spiritual helps you to live longer and decreases your chances of dying basically
0: and uh, it would be really interesting to know what some of the mechanisms and I know we're going to uh, talk about that a little bit later but uh interesting some of the mechanisms behind why Mm -hmm. we uh, live better and longer uh, if we attend church and have a belief in God. Um, Is there more to say about that?
1: Yeah, so I guess we've got some kind of percentages, and um, so I'll just share a bit of that now. So those who attend church the most frequently increase their survival rate by 37%. And this is highly um, significant, and
0: it. So, so when it says increase the survival rate by thirty-seven percent, so if we're sort of saying, well, those who live to a, an age of eighty, say for example, thirty-seven percent more people, um, uh, those who who are spiritual are more likely, thirty-seven percent more likely to reach that age. Is that what it means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. right.
1: Um, and it's. This percentage in you know increased survival rate is equivalent to the effect of cholesterol lowering drugs or mm. exercise based cardiac rehabilitation after a heart attack on the survival rates. So mm. quite significant. Um, yeah, it is. And there was a study in the U.S. Um, which included 21,000 adults, and it found that. Um, it compared people who never attend church and to those who attend church most frequently, and it found that those who never attended religious services had a 19 times higher risk of death over an eight-year period compared with those who attend church more than once a week. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very significant finding.
0: Mm, mm. Um, what about uh, young people, adolescents? Do you have any uh, information about how it impacts on young people?
1: Yeah, so um, research shows that religion and spirituality has a very positive effect on adolescent health-related behaviours. So studies of adolescent behaviour found that higher levels of religious involvement are inversely related to alcohol and drug use, uh, to smoking, to sexual activity, to depressive symptoms and suicide risk. So um, So again,
0: that means that the more they're involved in in spiritual uh, activities, the less likely they are to be involved in the destructive ones.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, And there was one US study of high school seniors that found that religious students were more likely than their non-religious peers to engage in healthy behaviours and you know, less risky behaviours like wearing seat belts, eating breakfast, eating green vegetables, eating fruit, getting regular exercising, um, exercise, and sleeping at least seven hours a night. So, yeah, with adolescents, it's making a huge difference as mm. well. And there was actually a study done here in Australia in two thousand and seventeen, which looked at body mass index of three thousand students in Seventh Day Adventist schools in Australia. And the study found that students attending Adventist schools had a lower prevalence of overweight and obesity than the secular population. Um, the students reported a higher consumption of fruits, vegetables and whole grains compared with the Australian national norms and 29% mm. claimed to be a vegetarian. So, yeah, lots of um, impact on adolescents as well.
0: Mm. So overall, uh, whether they be young people or older people, uh, we find a positive association with uh, spirituality and health and quality of life.
1: Yep, definitely. Mm.
0: We are going to have to go to a break. Um, I wanted to get on to our next point, which is uh, having a look at some of the psychological um, connections. But uh, our book offer, and the reason I wanted to get onto that is because we we look at uh, forgiveness as one of the topics, which is the title of our book today, Forgive to Live, How Forgiveness can save your life this is by uh, Dick Tibbets. now um, we will talk a little bit about forgiveness in the next session but uh, I know from my experience that it is a key um, it's a key emotional issue that can affect our health and uh, it's something that we need to deal with if we want to live the best life so we'll come back after the break we'll give our book offer away we've got three copies of this book to give away forgive to live so stay tuned And uh, we will talk to you soon about the psychological, social and behavioural issues of uh, how this works. This is Blessing in the Tears by Matt and Josie Minicus. Where
5: this path leads, I do not know With all its twists and turns But I've discovered in the unknown Lessons I must learn And that the darkness walked with Jesus Is as precious as the light Found I come to love Him better As I walk by faith and not by sight so I will follow where you lead me, I will seek to know your will, and I'll pursue you with my whole heart your desires to fulfill and I will trust that you are good Though sometimes I cannot see the blessing through the tears on this path you're leading. Passing through the tears on this path you're leading me And in the valley dark with shadows where the path becomes unclear And I'm struggling with the feeling that you're no So Lord, I'll follow where you lead me I will seek to know your will And I'll pursue you with my whole heart Your desires to fulfill And I will trust that you are good And that someday I will see All the blessings in these tears
0: to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're finishing up our program with Libby Hergenen on the topic of religion and health and is there a connection? Now before the break we did offer or talk about our book offer for today, Forgive to Live, How Forgiveness Can Save Your Life. We've got three copies of this book to give away and the code for today is CONNECT15, 15, CONNECT15. 15, Text that in to 488 Now, Libby, we we're about to talk about some of the psychological issues and matters and the research and what it shows, and forgiveness is one of those points as well. So let's uh, get into that and uh, wrap up our program as well. I know we've got a lot to get through.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, we're just going to have a look at some of the reasons why religion and spirituality impacts our health, you know, in what way. And this is the question that researchers ask. They want to know what is it about religious and spiritual involvement that promotes health and longevity because that's what we're seeing in the research. Mm. And there's three pathways that religion and spirituality impact our health. These are psychological, uh, social and behavioural. Um, impacts and we'll have a look at these in a little more detail. So the first um, is the psychological pathway. Um, there's much evidence that poor mental health worsens physical health and shortens shortens lifespan. So it stands to reason that religion and spirituality might influence physical health through improved mental health, because that's Mm. what we've seen in the research It improves our mental health. So then that should have that flow on effect to our physical health. health. Yeah. Yeah. And this is because religion and spirituality facilitates better coping and it helps individuals look on negative events with meaning and purpose in Mm. their lives. And, um, forgiveness, I guess, is one of those areas, you know, it's a negative thing, but we can view it, um, in light of, you know, what the Bible says about forgiveness. So religious, um, involvement fosters forgiveness and research suggests that forgiveness is associated with lower levels of depression, anxiety, anger, stress, PTSD, and higher levels of wellbeing. being um, so the research is really showing that being forgiving has very powerful protective effects for our health. Mm. And as we said earlier, we've got that book offer that goes into more detail about mm. how that works. The second pathway for impacting health is social mechanisms. So social ties have a significant impact on our health. And there's been lots of research done on this, and uh, research has found that um social ties is just has just a bigger impact on our health as cigarettes so we all know that cigarettes are a big risk factor for health Mm. Uh, research shows that social isolation is just as bad for you as smoking cigarettes
0: amazing
1: yeah it is so um religious involvement is associated with greater social support greater marital stability less crime and greater social connections So, um, you know, being involved in a faith community um, and having those social ties really um, has a positive influence on our physical health, our mental health, and it predicts greater um, longevity. So you can really see from this research why God created the church. Mm. And one of those reasons is that we have those strong, positive social connections.
0: You know, he made people, he made uh, man uh, as a social creature, and uh, we need those connections. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And behaviours, so we've got uh, healthy behaviours.
1: Yeah, so the third pathway that uh, religion and spirituality impacts health is through health behaviours. As we know, living a healthier lifestyle will result in better physical and health and greater longevity. And many churches and religions encourage health behaviours such as less substance use, more physical activity, better diet and safer sexual practices. And Seventh-day Adventists, for example, encourage vegetarianism and and teach about the damaging effects of alcohol and tobacco. And studies of Seventh-day Adventists in the US, which when on my last program I talked a little mm. bit about that. Mm. Um, these studies have documented lower rates of cancer, heart disease, cholesterol and obesity. In those people eating a more plant-centered diet, mm. um, research also shows that there's a strong link between religious involvement and a rel- range of health behaviors, even when there's no specific religious teaching. And this comes down to the view that religious and spiritual people take just take care of their health and their body because you know they view their health, um, their health and their body as a gift from God, mm. and they want to treat it well and look after themselves.
0: Mm. So that, I guess, uh, brings us to the topic of, you know, the Bible and and how we view that. Um, But I know before we uh, look at some Bible references, there's an example that you've got of of a lady who... uh, lived to 114 years old. Do you want to share that?
1: Yeah. So in my research for this topic, I came across the story of Gertrude Baines from America. She was the world's oldest person in 2009. And when she was 114, a CNN journalist spoke to her and it described her as spry, cheerful and talkative and wanted to know why she had lived so long. And her reply um, was, well, God, ask him. I took care of myself. The way he wanted me to. Mm. And this story really highlights the attitude that religious and spiritual people tend to see themselves as stewards of their health.
0: Mm. So how would you like to just sort of sum all of this up in the last little bit? Uh, we've got a couple of minutes to finish off.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, the question that I ask is, you know, how can I apply this to my life? What does this really mean for me? Mm. And we can um, kind of look at the implications and say, well, I need to be connected to my church. Mm. I need that social interaction because that's going to benefit my health. I want to belong to and contribute to a supportive and close-knit community that will enhance my mental health and my emotional well-being. Also, um, there are implications for healthy behaviours. So, you know, really view your body as a gift from God. Um, Look after it as an act of worship. And also the psychological implications – Um, there's lots of research that's been done on, you know, um, why are you religious or spiritual? Does that impact your health? And it's found that, yes, it does. If you are religious and spiritual because you want to have that connection with God and if you make it, you know, part of your life and, um, you know, you spend time praying, you have a deep faith, those people experience the greatest health benefits, um, the ones who have that, you know, close connection with God. They're the people who really experience the most Um, rather than just going to church for social reasons or, you know, because that's what I've always done. If we're going to church and having faith in God because, you know, it has a meaningful um, personal, you know, experience for us, then they're the people who are really improving their health.
0: Do you have a favorite um, scripture verse that uh, um, brings this home for you?
1: Oh there's several but um probably there's a verse John 10:10 10, 10, which says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I have come that they have may have life and have it to the full and that really tells me you know God wants us to be healthy enjoy life and live a long life
3: mm.
1: you know I think all this research really shows that um you know, if we are religious and spiritual and follow what the Bible says, it does have an impact on our health. And that's Absolutely. what God wants for us.
0: And uh, one of my favorite verses, it's, it's Psalms one oh three, verse 2 and 3. It says, let all that I, am, that I am, praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. That's a great uh, verse to finish off with. Now, Libby, we will get you back again. I don't know if you've thought about what program you might present next, but uh, have you got anything in mind at the moment?
1: Uh, I have several ideas, but um, yeah, I'll have to think. Surprise! About, yeah, you'll have to surprise
0: <laughs> us. No worries. Well, join us again on Monday with our program "Encounters with Jesus," and uh, remember our book offer: "Forgive to Live." Connect fifteen is the code. Text in zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is your heart with Sydney Wolverton. Have a great day, whether wherever you are.
2: In places that I know I've been before My friends will tell me, Sid, what you look for is already yours The treasure that you seek is waiting right outside your door Jesus, open my door Cause I want the way and I want You're showing me the truth of your love, that I'm the treasure of your heart, the treasure of your heart. Well, life will pick us up and drop us back down again, but I'm not scared because tomorrow is in your hands. One can find the dirt in someone else's heart Help me be the one to find the gold right from the start Now help me start, yeah, yeah Cause I want the way and I want the one I want the sun to shine of your love that i'm the treasure of your heart is full of gold these places that i know could never ever hold this love